Hey everybody, welcome back to The Practical Woodsman. I'm Rut, the creator and host of The Practical Woodsman. That's right, it's my genius which has brought this all into being. Gonna be some noise in the background for this one, folks, because it is 400 kajillion trillion degrees outside, and I just ain't willing to turn off my air conditioner or the fan here that's next to me. So please forgive the background noise. If you're watching the video, you can tell what I want to talk about this week. Lanterns. So, got lots to talk about and show you there. Let's get into this in just a minute. Don't go away. everybody as you can tell I've got uh, two cameras set up here for this and you folks who are just listening on the audio you truckers and that sort of thing who are listening just to the audio as you're driving down the the highway don't worry I'm gonna try to make this as interesting as possible to you and kind of paint a picture for you and all before me here I have a huge spread of many different lamps and I just want to take some time to talk about them all and tell you where I'm headed that these days as far as my philosophy on carrying a lamp out into the back country what I'm looking for in a lamp and those sorts of things to get started instead of talking about these battery lamps these modern battery lamps why don't we start out by talking about the classics you know the Fuhrer hand storm lanterns or the the oil lanterns for all of us that were born before you know 15 minutes ago these old workhorses you know the old classics all right so included in these classic oil lanterns we're also going to talk about the uko or yuko i'm not sure how you say that candle lantern and my thoughts about it my thoughts about these oil lanterns as well so i've got i've got two cameras set up here you know how it is it's a juggling act so i'm holding up two different oil lanterns right here oil storm lanterns the black one that I'm holding up is a Walmart lantern the red one that I'm holding up is a Fuhrer hand lantern the Walmart special which is this black one here you can get I think man I can't remember what I paid for that right about ten bucks and this Fuhrer hand lantern the red one cost me over $80 now if you're like me you might be a little skeptical that a lantern like this could be worth 80 bucks that you could that that you can't just go to Walmart spend 10 bucks or 20 bucks I, boy I wish I could remember what I paid for that that you can't just go to Walmart spend you know 10 bucks or 20 bucks on a lantern of the same design and save all that money and have a product that works just as well. Well, being the practical woodsman, <laughs> rest assured that I tried that myself. I thought, well, there, what does this $80 lantern have that this $10 lantern doesn't have? It's got all the same parts, 
it works the same way, right? It's designed the same way. What could be the big deal? Well, the Fuhrer hand lantern isn't the the most famous oil lantern in the world for no reason. There's another one's called Dietz, I think. And and I've got a couple of those Dietz lanterns too, but I prefer these Fuhrer hands. The Fuhrer hands are just the the quality of their build is just like nothing else in my opinion. When I bought this Walmart lantern, it weren't too long before that thing broke down on me. Particularly what what bothers me about it is that um, I'd have oil leaking. So if you try to transport this thing or anything like that, uh, you, you'll get oil that leaks out. Not only from the, the knob here where, where you fill the reservoir for it with oil, but also you'll have oil that leaks out into the, the glass chamber. And I took this on a camping trip a few years ago. A lantern exactly like this. It was another Walmart lantern. I was with some other families and some kids knocked the lantern over when it was not on. Later I tried to light that thing and uh, practically the whole lantern caught on fire. So I got the fire out, cleaned the lantern from top to bottom, thought I had the problem figured out, but then when I lit it, I couldn't control the flame. So the flame would just get out of control. It didn't catch on fire again after that. It was just very hard to regulate the flame. And so I've just never had any good success, any long, good long-term success with these Walmart or cheapo oil lanterns. Let's say you're poor or you don't have the money to go around spending 80 bucks on an oil lantern. Should you be embarrassed for buying a Walmart lantern? No, you absolutely should not be embarrassed for buying a Walmart lantern. I'll tell you, from somebody who knows from first-hand experience, you get by with what you can get by with until the day comes that you can upgrade gear like this. So, you know, I'm not the type of person that's going to walk around and see you using a Walmart lantern like this and think poorly of you or laugh at you inside of myself or anything like that. The more important thing is that that you're not just jumping on every bandwagon, that you're trying different things for yourself, that you're not fooled into thinking that just because something costs more, that it's better. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. In this case, in this particular case with these lanterns, it just works out that way. The, the more expensive lantern, the fewer hand, and they, I'll tell you, they were real hard to get during the pandemic. Um, I think everybody made a run on them and so it was real hard to get them. So you folks just listening, I'm just holding up, these, both these lantern looks pretty, lanterns look pretty much the same, but one's made out of like this really cheap aluminum, that's the Walmart one, and the other one is made out of, I think, stainless steel or galvanized steel or something like that. And um, those watching can see that the Walmart lantern, do you notice the major difference with it? For one thing, it's a smaller lantern. But another thing is that the fuel reservoir on the Walmart lantern is much, much smaller. Not going to be able to carry much uh, fuel in this Walmart lantern. But, but like I said, if you want to carry the Walmart lantern, get used to using one before you throw down 80 bucks or, uh, you know, which is, it is, that's a lot of money for a lantern. But I will tell you, it is worth it if you can afford to get yourself a couple of the uh, one 
Fuhrer hand lantern or a couple of these Fuhrer hand lanterns. I've got a couple of the Fuhrer hands. I got a couple of the again. I think they're called Dietz, Dietz lanterns, which are which kind of compete with them in quality. But um, I just don't think anything beats these Fuhrer hand lanterns. And what I use them for is I keep them on reserve here at my house for emergencies. Uh, we're going to get into this discussion here about all these uh, highfalutin modern lanterns but um, you know I'm very particular to the old oil lanterns and I'll tell you why they just create an ambiance that can't be that is hard to duplicate with modern lanterns and I, I like the flame I like having a dancing flame that's a nice thing now have I ever taken these uh, fewer hand lanterns with me into the backcountry I sure have in fact maybe I'll flash some videos across the screen here of me using my Fuhrer hand landers out in the backcountry. The way you transport these things, if you're going to do that, if you're going to be backpacking with a with an oil lantern, you don't want to leave the oil in the reservoir while you're transporting it. So let's say that you're traveling to the the trailhead. Probably I wouldn't recommend traveling with the fuel already in the lantern. What I've learned to do is I've taken one of these small traveler whiskey bottles it's a plastic bottle and it's a one half of a fifth of whiskey the reason why I like them is because they're made obviously to not leak so if you just were to buy like a travel bottle from Walmart or anything like that you couldn't be sure uh, that you wouldn't have oil leaking out everywhere so just go to the liquor store, buy like half a fifth of bourbon, do what you want with that bourbon. Maybe it's drinking it. Certainly, certainly my preference. And then don't throw the bottle away. You have a bottle there where you can store your lamp oil for transport. Now, like I said, this works for while you're traveling to the trailhead. But if you're on a big, long, say, week-long backpacking trip in the mountains, it also works for transporting day-to-day. -day. So maybe you're burning the lamp all night long on its lowest setting. The next day you get up, you turn the lamp off, take the, the cap off the reservoir, and you can pour the remaining oil right back into this lamp. This bottle right here will give me about three or four nights of burning the lamp, the oil lamp, all night long if I got it on the lowest setting. So, that's a not a bad deal. Four nights or three nights carrying this much fuel is not a bad deal for having uh, this ambient light. This nice warm, orange, dancing flame light throughout the night, all night, for, you know, three, three nights, four nights. Not a, bad, not a bad setup. They are difficult to carry. I mean, anybody who's been on a long excursion, especially in the wintertime, knows that every inch of space in your pack is at a premium not just the it's not just a matter of weight it's a matter of space also and I personally do not prefer to have a bunch of stuff hanging off the back of my backpack I know a lot of people don't mind that and all the backpacks made today are made so that you can clip lots of stuff to the outsides of your backpack. I don't like that because it 
it shifts your balance. Also, if you were to lose your balance doing something, and I've had this happen to me, and all that stuff goes swinging to one side on your backpack, it can it can throw you right off the side of a mountain. It's, so it's pretty dangerous. It's uh, it's not just a matter of looking neater, or, you know, more organized as you're hiking through the woods. It's a matter of safety. Um, you know, if think about I, I when, the day that my daughter was being born, I was coming out of the woods. I was on this backpacking trip. Now that's a long story. The doctor told me go ahead and do this backpacking trip. You got nothing to worry about. Your daughter's not going to be around for another three weeks at least. So I went. And I did this big backpacking trip. Well, on the very last day, we're coming out of there, pouring rain, and I'm hiking along. And uh, I slipped in some mud. This is in the pouring rain. And I slipped, and I, but I caught my balance. And I, when I caught my balance, I thought, whew, that was close. Well, because I had lurched forward, my backpack went flipping up over top my head. And actually, the weight went up over my head and pushed me head down, face down, so that I pitched forward. I took a nosedive face first into the mud. That's the sort of thing I'm talking about. If you don't have things cinched down and close to your body and tight, that can happen. So, big reason why I don't like to strap a bunch of stuff to the outside of my backpack. Now, what am I getting to with that? What I'm getting to with that is that as wonderful as these Fuhrer hand lanterns are, and as much as I love them, they are a hassle to pack along. They're not going to go in your backpack. You wouldn't want to put this in your backpack. It's going to take up tons of space. You're going to risk busting the the bulb, you know, the, the glass compartment where the flame actually goes. It's just not a good idea. So the only alternative is to hang it off the back of your backpack. And that it's just a pain in the butt. I'll tell you, it's a pain in the butt, especially if you're hiking backpacking long distances because that thing's swinging off the back of your pack all day long and it just creates a hassle so it's it's a wonderful luxury but anymore with the options that you have with battery powered lanterns um, that it's a big luxury it's a big luxury and I and I do take them with me every once in a while to really set the mood you know really enhance the experience out there but it is a lot of trouble so that's how I do it anyway. If you're interested in packing along one of these oil lanterns, this is the way you do it. Now, as long as we're still talking about these natural types of lanterns, you know, these classic natural types of lanterns, let's talk about another thing. Let's talk about this Uko or Yuko candle lantern. Oh, there you go. See the problems I'm having with it already. <laughs> I can't believe this thing. I'll tell you, I love the idea of them. But they're junk. They are junk. And they're they're expensive junk. Let me get this thing back in here. I got a thunderstorm hopping up on top of me, boys, right now. So there's just going to be all kinds of distractions throughout this show. I apologize about that. But, you know, it's we've been having this tropical heat wave coming through here for the past weeks. And... Uh, Man, it's just been really, really brutal. And, uh, I, you know, I can't turn off the air conditioner. I, I'd be dying. I'd be dying right now doing this show if I turned off the air conditioner. So I, I just can't do that. The original candle lantern 
UCO, U-C-O it's spelled, established, looks like 71 in Seattle. From what I understand, the original ones were made out of like steel. These modern ones are made out of crappy aluminum. And they're just, they're just crap because of the materials that they use nowadays. But it's still a nice effect when you can get them to work and they don't break on you. So for you folks who are just listening, I'm holding up this red lantern. It, it collapses on itself. The handle folds down underneath of it. And I'll tell you, it's the size, it's about the size of a small flashlight. You pull the handle out and then you pull up on the handle and this glass compartment comes up from the bottom of the Yuko candle lantern and inside you've got a, a candle. They actually have three different types of candles. This is just normal candle wax and then they've got one here that's beeswax. The beeswax I think burns for 12 hours. That's what they've got it rated for and the regular candles burn for eight hours. Now, I've burnt these regular candles all night long in all kinds of storms. When the Yuko candle lantern is working correctly, it does work well in storms and rain and everything like that and continues burning all night long. Uh, but the candle, the, uh, the beeswax is even better. It burns a lot longer. It's just a better wax. A lot of drawbacks to these Yuko candle lanterns besides the fact that they're just made out of crap. I took them on this. I took this particular Yuko candle lantern which is you know I can't count how many I've had on this last backpacking trip that I took that you folks are uh, have been seeing hopefully those are called adventures so if you just want to see me out in the woods uh, look for the videos titled adventures adventures number you know 10 adventure number 11 sometimes I separate them into different parts first night hung this candle up created this fantastic ambiance for all of us the next morning, it was. I, I never got the thing to work again. It was all broken. It, it happened when I went to change the candle in here. So you can see this. This comes out of the candle. Actually, when you light it, the glass compartment here slides down, and then you can light it, and then you just slide the glass compartment back up. It clicks into place. Down here is the candle chamber, and it looks like a big. Well. I don't want to tell you what I think it actually looks like, but <laughs> it, it looks like a big candle chamber, let's just say that. And uh, the candle goes in there. Below the candle, there's a big spring and a plate. You put that plate against there, then you put the spring. You close this up. Then as the candle burns, the spring pushes the candle, continues to push the candle up. And there's actually a compartment, you know, there's a slit on the side of this Yuko candle. <laughs> this thing's busted all to bits, by the way. It's not working, so I'm trying to show folks. I'm trying to demonstrate how it would, how it's supposed to work, and it, I'm making a mess of it because the, the thing is crap. These things are crap. And yet, there's a romanticism about them that I can't deny that compels me again and again to buy a new one at least to have one you know in in my stock of things so I, I am kind of partial to them but I'll tell you they are crap and they're just not they're, they're usually more trouble than they're worth what you're saving in space you're making up for in frustration like I said they they're not reliable at all they break on you they get tremendously hot 
so you see how it's got this chain here on the thing to hang with um, you would not be able to touch that with your hands after that's been burning for just a little bit so what's the distance between that that's maybe six seven inches between the top of the candle lantern and the hook that you would hang from a tree branch or something like that and I'm telling you if you were to hang that from a tree branch and then just come over while that's burning and pick that up like that you'd, you'd burn your fingers to a crisp it gets very very hot also this side glass here when you're sliding that down to like blow the candle out for the night uh, you can't just touch that with your bare fingers you would need gloves or some other way of pulling that glass down it gets tremendously hot so you know that's that's a hassle it, it, it takes you got to be pretty tender with the thing when you're operating it and playing with it and those sorts of things so keep that in mind so what do you think about that that's the probably the first time you've ever heard anybody talk about some gear and tell you just how crappy and pathetic it is and at the same time express fondness for it <laughs> and not completely tell you not to not to buy it it's it's an experience it's, it's a nice experience when you can get them to work and this is the latest one that I have it's uh, as you can tell it's complete junk and broken and it's just not going to do me any good so this one's going to go in the trash um, and I'll probably end up buying another one just to keep in my in my supply of things I'm particular to natural things to natural and classic things I, I like the you know the these old classic storm lanterns like I said I use them all around my house for emergencies I keep the oil on hand I like the smell of them I like the light that they put off I like the reliability of them <laughs> you know except for this Yuko uh, the the Fuhrer hand can really it can it, it's it's endured all sorts of things it's what I'm used to many of you know that I grew up in the Appalachian backcountry I hate to sound like a broken record. We didn't have running water when I was growing up. We heated with a wood stove. We did have electricity. But in the wintertime, it was not unusual at all for, um, you know, a, a snowstorm to blow in and for our electricity to be out for a whole week. And what we would do is we would light candles and we would light these uh, oil lanterns. And so I've got very fond memories of, from my childhood of all that. So I'm very particular, I'm very uh, partial to these sorts of lamps. I'm sure a lot of you folks listen and are the same way. It's kind of like, if you think about it, the resistance that some folks put up uh, to switching to electronic books. Now that's a change I was able to make real quick because I just saw how practical it was. I can carry thousands of books on a device where I can read anywhere, even 90 miles back in the woods, I can read them. And what I used to do before I switched over to electronic books was I was carrying like 10, 11 books everywhere I went. If I went on vacation, because you don't know what you're going to be in the mood to read, right? Or maybe you start reading a book and it's just terrible and you want to go and you want to try to read the next book that on your list. Well, when I, when I made the switch to electronic books, it was just like that. And people said, well... I don't like it. I, don't, I like to feel the pages. I like to smell the book. I like to do this and I like to do that. And um, My argument with that was, well, okay, do you like the smell of uh, parchment rolls? 
Do you like the Do you like the smell of uh, clay tablets? You know, there is something to be said for advancement in technology. Once books come along, we didn't keep reading everything on on rolls, you know, on scrolls. So I think the benefits of an electronic book greatly outweigh me being stubborn and sticking to, oh, I got to have a physical book, got to have a physical book, or I can't read a book. Uh, I'm I'm not that way when it comes to books, but for some reason, when it comes to lanterns and my gear out in the woods, I do tend to be like that. So it's uh, it's probably the same thing going on there. I hear the rain starting out there, and I've I've just heard thunder kind of moving in on me. All this time we've been sitting here talking. All right, so there are the natural, I would say, or the the classic lanterns that I currently have. Maybe you folks can think of some others that I can't think of. Torches and stuff like that. I call them natural because they produce a natural light. They, they produce fire. Both of these produce fire. And I really like the natural effect of natural fire. So with that in mind, let's take a looky-see over here at these modern battery-powered uh, lanterns. And I'll give you my thoughts on them. Maybe you folks have been looking at some of these on the, the internet and you're wondering, should you buy them? What's the pros and cons of them? And those sorts of things. Let's take a look. By the way, I should mention that uh, I will include links to all of the, the lanterns that I'm showing off here today or that I'm describing to you folks who are listening today. Uh, so down in the description of the show. I will include links to all these things. To get us started with these modern lamps, what I wanted to do was I wanted to show you the most expensive one that I have. The most well-built, most expensive, uh, most exotic one that I, that I currently own. I'll tell you what it looks like. Uh, it looks like a big tube. What, what can I do? This, here's a, a bottle of water. So you folks who are looking watching this you can see its size comparison here to the water bottle I'm holding in my hands this thing is a tank it's it's built well it's uh, very well made uh, I don't know what to make of it though uh, I got this from Amazon to review it and when I was looking at it on Amazon I mistakenly thought that it was a lot smaller than this thing actually turned out to be. It is a, it's a beast. And uh, so I'm never going to carry this on a backpacking trip out in the woods. I mean, it weighs, it weighs at least twice what that Fuhrer hand lantern weighs that I was showing you. Now, it'd be much easier to carry and pack along, but uh, it's more complex than I think it needs to be. You folks who are looking at this thing, you're probably thinking, like, what? Uh, it, it's almost the size of, like, a Pringles uh, potato chip roll is what it looks like, almost. It's not quite that big, but it, it is almost. And it's made out of very solid materials. You, you pull it up, the top telescopes, and then the bottom turns into a tripod. Here's the power button here on the side. Let's turn that on. Now, you see it's got this really nice orange glow to it. This telescoping part 
telescopes out to almost, I would say, four feet, three feet, something like that. And the head of it has lights on the bottom that shine down. So it's almost like it telescopes out to a tower, and the, the head of it shines down. Let's see, show you guys up here what I'm talking about. Um, but that's not all it does. So I'm having trouble showing this thing off just because it's so freakishly odd. Um, the head of this thing pivots. So it can actually, it can become a spotlight or it can be kind of like a flashlight because it turns all the way around. You see that? Very strange design, but but I, I like that. I like people experimenting with new designs and, and new ideas and everything like that. I'm just trying to think, like, what, what would I use that for? I ain't quite sure. Those of you watching are seeing that right now it's got a very nice orangey light to it. A nice warm orange light that mimics very well candlelight or lantern light. This has become a requirement for me for any lantern I'm going to seriously consider making a permanent part of my gear. It has to have that feature. As you'll see on some of the other lanterns that I'm going to show you uh, don't have that feature. And so they're just not going to make it, they're not going to be a permanent part of my backpack. I don't take them seriously. It's something that I want to take into the woods. There's something about that quality of light, that, that golden amber light, warm light, they call it, I think, when you're shopping around for it, that mimics a lantern, a natural lantern, so well that it creates an ambiance in the woods that does not detract from the natural surroundings that you're in when you have a, a lantern and let me show you this lantern it, it doesn't only have that type of light so if you press the button and you hold it then the light turns to white light if you press and hold it again it turns to even whiter light if you press and hold it again it turns to even whiter light press hold that again and I'm just going to cycle through without trying to not blind myself. There it's turned orange, oranger, more orange. I think that's that's maybe one more. There you go. There's the, the most orange flame imitating light that uh, you can get. There you go. And it's got different settings, of course. You can go lightest, brightest, or lightest to brightest. So there you go. That that thing is a, I mean, it's a really nifty design. I don't entirely understand why it needs to be that way. It seems to me, for example, yes, this thing telescopes up to like three feet or something like that, and then it's got the tel the uh, tripod feet on the bottom of it, so you can just set her down, start working around camp or something, you know, whatever. But my question is, why do you need all that? Why do you need the, the tripod feed and the telescope and thing? And you, why does it got to be so complex? Why can't you just have a lantern that you just hang from a tree branch? Why does it have to have all these moving parts and all that? And, you know, also, why is the thing so daggum heavy and, and huge? Like, this is, a, it's almost like an industrial type thing. Why do you need that? Well, a backpacker doesn't need it, but that's, that's really who it's, 
marketed to. So I don't know if the the Chinese developed this thing and they just got different ideas about what being out in the woods is all about. But um, it's it's a little overkill for me. All right, so. Uh, but if you folks are interested in that, I mean, it is a really nicely designed thing. It's it's solid. Um, it'd be a nice show-off piece, you know. Get out in the woods and you say, hey, buddies, let me show you this lantern I got. Everybody would be oohing and on all over your lantern, but remember, you got to carry that weight. They don't. Let's take a look at some of the, the smaller lamps. These are the small puck lamps. They're kind of like they look like the hockey pucks that's what I think of them as I'll tell you what my favorite one is what my least favorite one is um, of the ones you're looking at here there's a square one what I like about the square one is that it does in fact have the orange light that mimics candle or natural flame when you turn it on it doesn't start that way though it starts with this glaring white light uh, let me tell you a story about this. When I was a kid, my dad had switched out a bunch of the lights in our house, which which were all yellow and, you know, re relaxing lights, lights to relax to. This is before the invention of all these highfalutin things. At that time, the technology that was just coming in that was really big were was these uh, fluorescents fluorescent lights were all the rage they were coming in you know the big thing about them was that they save all kinds of money and all sorts of things like that and so my dad was just well early adapter he went throughout the house switching out all of our lights and changed them all to fluorescents I can't tell you how jarring a fluorescent a bright white fluorescent light with a hum kind of probably like my air conditioner right now that you guys are having to, having to endure in the background with this unnaturally white light throughout the house how unpleasant that was I hated it and you know for my dad it was all about saving money saving a few dollars I would rather spend <laughs> I would rather go without milk for a week in order to have a more relaxing living environment. And that was my dad. My dad and I don't agree on anything. I mean, we're complete opposites. We don't agree on anything. The man, well, to give you, to give you an idea, he, he loves cutting down trees, just cutting down trees. And so he's got these huge fields to mow that used to be covered in trees. And that just irritates the holy it really puts a hair in my biscuit and uh, but that's his way and another thing about my dad he you know he's always been a morning bird or an early bird likes getting up at crack of dawn uh, man I can't tell you how many times he woke us up mowing grass at like 5.30 in the morning 6 o'clock in the morning when you know, on the weekend when when we don't have school or anything, and there's our opportunity to sleep in. No, he's out there friggin' mowing the grass. Um, there was another one that I was about to tell you. Let's see if I can pull it up into my memory. I just We just disagree on everything. Um, I like... My dad likes to tame the wilderness. So he likes to make walking paths and stuff through the wilderness. 
and then go through and maintain them and stuff like that. I like to just leave the wilderness the heck alone. I love the wilderness as it is. My love for the wilderness is as it is. It's like your kids, you know. You got to learn to love them as they are. Well, I think more people need to learn to love nature as it is rather than, hey, there's all these improvements I can make to that. No, you, you can't make improvements to it. The best you can do is ruin it a little bit and just you know the question is how much are you gonna how much are you gonna ruin it but anyway I'm getting off on a tangent there so he switched out all the lights in the house and he turned them into these fluorescent lights which you know you'd wake up first thing in the morning you got to get ready for school so you come out of your bedroom and you're just blinded by this obnoxious fluorescent lighting hum in the background so back to this little lantern I'm showing off there is a point to this when you first turn it on you hold the button there and it oh hang on a second see the the design of this thing is not my favorite it's got a a turn knob on the front which is hard to to operate so you turn that on the light clicks on and then the first light you're you're met with is this bright it, it mimics like a bright obnoxious fluorescent light and this is the mistake that 99% of the lanterns the modern lanterns on the market make they think this is what you want inside your tent now I'm sure there's a lot of people who do want this inside their tent in a campground along with the bathroom and the showers that are just 20 yards away you know you folks are welcome to them but I'm fairly certain that my audience the folks I'm talking to the folks who have an intimate connection with nature do not want to travel 20-30 miles back in the woods only to ruin the entire natural feel of everything by clicking on a lamp and having this blind everybody. If this were the only thing on the market, I would, I'd carry this, one of these Fuhrer hand lanterns, which is not what I'm holding up, but you know what I'm talking about. I'd carry one of these uh, oil lamp storm lanterns any day over something like this. Now, <laughs> this lamp, this little square lamp, it does have like a little arm on the back of it. It's got the solar panels on the back, so you know, I don't know how effective that is. <clears throat> it's got a little arm there, so you can you can hang that from the top of your shelter, or you can just <clears throat> use that as a prop, like prop legs for that. It's kind of a nice design. It's got a on the bottom here. It's got a circle uh, with a, a screw, a female screw uh, insert there. So you could screw that onto a tripod or something like that. And if you click the side button here, everybody's watching, seeing that this is a bright white obnoxious light. Click the side there. It turns into a, a hybrid white light, yellow light. You click it again, it turns into a yellow light. I still don't like it. You know why? The front panel here is frosted plastic and that is supposed to be a diffuser. The whole idea for that thing is for it to diffuse the light so that you don't see the little diodes, little light diodes inside there. And I just think, again, they come so close, but so far away. They've got the, the nice orange 
light, but they didn't frost the diffusing plastic enough. So you can see right through it, you can see the diodes. So everything that you thought was so going to be so natural and nice about this thing, they've ruined by not frosting that plastic enough. And so then this thing that you use to turn on the light is also the thing that you use to adjust the light's brightness. And you can see, you folks watching can see that that's, that's pretty darn bright. And, uh, you know, you could probably run that thing on low for five, six nights, no problem. But not my favorite. Without beating around the bush, which one is my favorite? My favorite is this one right here. Uh, this is called uh, an Audison. The form factor of it is perfect. The size is perfect. This is the idea. This is my perfect idea of the size and the form factor of something that I would like to carry in my backpack. It's got a very nice capacity battery. These are all rechargeable, by the way. So they recharge this one, this square one I just got done complaining about. If you pull that open there, you can see it's got, and not only are they rechargeable, but they can actually serve as a battery, as a power bank for you to charge, you know, maybe a, a headlamp, charge a radio, charge your phone. So there you go. You got regular USB and you got USB-C there for output and input. And then it's got this plastic cover. It goes into place there. And so that's nice. All of them have that. All these that I'll be showing off now. And in fact, the one that is my favorite of this type has that also. I'm showing it off on the camera. It's got the USB, USB-C. Got a flap there, a rubber flap that closes. But the form factor of this thing, this thing is, um, it, it almost looks like the old, you remember in the old cop shows back like in the 70s, Starsky and Hutch, and shows like that when they'd go chasing after a bad guy, they'd just take a, a flashing light out of their glove box and they would, and it was magnetized and they'd put it on the top of their roof. That's kind of what it looks like, but it's smaller than that. It fits in the palm of my hand. I just love it. It is magnetized on the bottom, so you, it will stick to a magnetic surface, and it, it's just the right size. It's the right size. The thing's got lots of capacity. Let me see if I, if my eyes aren't deceiving me here. It looks like it's got about, I think it says 5,000 milliamp hours. So let me turn it on for you. You guys can take a looky-see at this. Again, not the orange, the nice warm orange light mimicking a true natural flame, but somewhere in the middle. It's it's not an obnoxious white light, but it's not the a nice deep orange either, like that first one I showed you. But you can see that thing is just it's just a really nice size, really nice lantern. I love it. If they were to turn this thing into, I mean, if they were to add that nice, beautiful orange glow to this thing, um, it'd be perfect. It'd be my favorite. It'd be my favorite lantern, hands down. But until they do that, I just can't say that. So there's the, the different intensities of the light. My favorite among all of these puck-shaped lanterns. Very, it doesn't take up any space, nothing like that. Let me show you the next finest one that I own here. I'm not a big fan of it. It's too big. 
I really like the form factor of the one I just got done showing you so much better showing it on the camera there but it, it's not too bad it does have a hook on the back as does the one I just got done showing I forgot to show that it's got double hooks on the, on the back that fold out of the bottom this new one that I'm showing you is quite a bit bigger now this this probably is about the size of an actual the actual size of a hockey puck in circumference but it's uh, much thicker this thing is really well made it's round got the the hanging clip on the bottom it's very well made that's not plastic that's some kind of aluminum or something uh, it has a 5200 milliamp hour capacity the nice thing about this and I'll show you here when you turn it on now the folks who are watching see a, a kind of yellow light that's not the light that it starts with it's got different lights here see these buttons right here so it starts off with a very white light when you first get it and you first turn it on that's what it starts off with the obnoxious uh, white unnaturally white light that I was describing just a minute ago you press the power button again you get kind of like a mid uh, kind of like an old-fashioned light bulb yellow light you click it again uh, you get white you get uh, red so there's the cycle right there as I'm cycling through that and it's got this feature here if you press this button here it it, it slowly cycles through all like the colors of the rainbow you know I, I don't want to I don't want my tent to look like a disco club in the middle of the woods but it is kind of a nice feature I'll show you how that works you click it and it starts off with like a very bright purplish uh, pink goes into blue folks watching this now can see this I hope and uh, it's doing it's making the changes by itself so you can turn that on and just have that change in light all night long this I've tested this uh, I've run it all night long and the next morning it had not gone down even a single power reading so if you imagine that's eight hours you could probably run this thing I mean I'm not kidding ten days all night long every night and not have to worry about having to recharge the battery so it, it's a pretty good deal there now when you get when this light is shifting around so it's going from red orange pink yellow green all those things and you get to like a, a color that you like now what I was trying to do is I was trying to stop it on that that orange color that most closely resembles a, a, a natural flame or a lamp a natural oil lantern or anything like that here it is there so I click the, the same button again, and it'll keep it on that. Now what I do like about this thing is that when I power that down, it remembers what light I turned it off on. So when I turn it back on, you see it maintains the exact same light. And, and that's pretty darn close. If you want to go back to the normal light there, you can just hit the power button again. If you want to go back to the light that I stopped it on while it was shifting through all those different lights you just hit this C button again and it goes right back to that now if I wanted to cycle back through all those different collars again I just hit the C button and it would start all over 
it's also magnetized on the bottom I could see keeping that in a car or your truck or something like that and that being real useful if you have to get out in the middle of the night and work on the under the hood or anything like that it's kind of rushed through these other puck lights this one is a uh, a dozzy <laughs> got this from Amazon it has a solar panel on the bottom again I don't know how effective those are I'm carrying a power bank in the woods anyway with along with a standalone solar panel so I've got all the power I need I don't really need these solar panels built into my lamps but how many days do you think that these would have to sit out in the sun in order to power the lamp completely probably a few days uh, whereas if you're just carrying a solar panel anyway like a 28 watt or a 20 watt solar panel that you can fold out put in the sun charge what you want to uh, charge a power bank you know you don't even have to charge these things directly charge your power bank you know like a 40,000 milliamp hour power bank with your solar panel and then charge these things off your power bank later in camp that's the way to do it uh, the Dazi has some nice features um, the one I just showed you which is a uh, let me see Wait, I forgot to show you it's got a, a circle light in the middle of it and that is a, a flashlight beam so you could actually use this like a, a flashlight rather rather than a lantern but it, it just doesn't it doesn't lend itself well to that so it's kind of a, a pointless feature in my opinion back to this uh, Dazi it's cheap it's cheaply made that's what I don't like about it the one I just got done showing you that sucker is well made the Dazi not so much but it's probably cheaper and it does the job it also has a flashlight there in the middle let me see if I can remember how to turn that on press the button lamp goes on press it again it gets very bright yeah you just one pr one press the button for everything and then it cycles through again it's it's kind of like a mid way light between the old jarring fluorescence and, the, and a proper yellow light for somebody on a budget who wants something like that you, you couldn't go wrong my interest in these things is around camp at night without ruining the ambiance of the the campfire stuff like that you get into the shelter you know sometimes I'm getting into the shelter and I'm wanting to record things I want to record on the video nobody can see me it used to be that I would just take my headlamp I just used my headlamp and a handheld for everything but as I started doing these videos I realized once I get into my shelter I, I can see everything but nobody can see me it would be nice to have a, a lantern that I can turn on once I'm in the shelter and then be able to talk to the camera for a little bit maybe document the day that I've had the challenges throughout the day and so this is where really my interest in these lanterns uh, kind of sprouted from this one here pim pim to pay <laughs> those of you folks who are looking at that uh, let me show you that pim to pate you know they've come up with all kinds of terminology for these things um, I love the size of this thing I think it's a really nice design it's got a hanger here at the bottom I, I really do love the puck design of these lanterns but nobody seems to get them right it, it's just very hard to find somebody who knows their target audience who builds the features into these things 
that uh, people like me really want and, and excludes the features that people like me really don't want. So I really like the shape and the size and the form factor of this thing. This, I'll tell you what this reminds me of. This reminds me of like a, a tub of hair, hair gel or something that I buy. It's about that same size. Buttons on the bottom. This also has got a magnetic bottom. I think it's a one-click button. There you go. Man, the thing I hate about this is when you turn it on, the bright it's it starts off on the brightest setting. And I don't think I don't think a lantern or a lamp should ever do that. It should always start off with the lowest setting. So it also has kind of a nice yellow light there. It's kind of a midway between a true warm orange and a fluorescent. It's kind of like midway. You hold the button and the thing dims. Again, this thing defeats its purpose because the the white plastic, if I, I hope it's showing on the camera there, uh, does not diffuse it enough so that you can't see the, the individual diodes, light diodes within the plastic. You, you shouldn't be able to see that. All right, these two right here. I kind of like these designs. The, the smallest ones that I have, they're, they're about the size of my favorite one of this type. A, a bit bigger than the favorite one that I talked about and showed you earlier. They have this feature where it's got this rubber top to it and you with a tab and you pull on that and it telescopes out. I'm showing two. One is orange, the other is yellow. The orange one is battery powered. That's why I got this duct tape here on the side of it. And I carried this for many years. Of course, everything's going to rechargeable now. So it would be my advice to get rid of anything that's just battery powered. You, your flashlight, you want it to be a hybrid. Anything you're going to depend on in the dark at night, hiking through the woods, you don't want that thing to run out and you have to sit there and charge that dumb thing in the, in the middle of the dark woods. You want to be able to pop some batteries in there and, and keep going. But with these lanterns, it's a different story, you know. Their intent, intended use is around camp, and so you can forego hybrid lanterns and all that. You, you can give up the batteries. You can just go straight to rechargeables, especially if you're carrying a power bank anyway. I'll show you the, this, old, this old style here. You see it takes three double A's. Um, and that's just the way I used it for a while. Uh, so it, this one's outdated. Now there were things I really liked about this that this new version duplicates. You see the the hanger at the bottom of it that folds down into the bottom of the puck. It's also got the, the rubber outer thing that you can expand and it creates like a diffusion effect. The light. You press and hold the button Again, my complaint is it starts off on the brightest setting. Click it again, the light dims. Click it again, it goes to orange flickering. And that's a that's a nice feature. Orange flickering. And uh, I got the lights on in here right now, so you might not be able to see the effect fully, but but that ain't a bad effect, you know, when you're in a perfectly dark environment, like in your shelter in the middle of the woods, that puts off more light than you'd think it would and it's a really nice size so there's one I would definitely endorse and you might want to think about press the button and hold and it turns off you can collapse that thing and you're done 
it's uh, it's one of the smaller ones but but it's full featured uh, here is right here where you would charge it and my only complaint about this particular one right here is that it's not USB-C and uh, everything's kind of everybody's phasing out of that connector type so that's my big complaint about that lamp right there before we move on to the last types I want to show you I've really been playing around with these <clears throat> hybrids this is like a flashlight lantern hybrid and I've kind of been playing around with this thing. You see I've got electrical tape wrapped around the, the shaft of this thing. But it, it's, it holds kind of like a normal flashlight with a hanger at the top of it that folds down. The buttons on there are on the very top and in fact the charging port, the USB-C charging port also is at the top covered waterproof with the, the rubber seal there. I'd love an all-in-one type thing like this with a incredible battery life. It's rechargeable. Here's the button here to turn on the flashlight. So you folks watching, you can use this thing just like a normal flashlight. It kind of has that form factor. Walk around using a thing. Uh, and then you can switch to the lantern. There you goes the lantern. So you folks who are watching this on the camera can see got a hanger there it's it's got the form factor of like a regular flashlight but then the underside of the flashlight comes down to like a lamp and this also is not a perfectly good warm orange light it's kind of like a midway between the obnoxious fluorescent white and the yellow instead of mimicking a natural flame what it really mimics is like old-time light bulbs remember how old-timey light bulbs were never white white they, they were always kind of yellowish or orangish but they you never mistook them for an open flame did you so that's why I say it's kind of like a midway it's it's not perfect uh, it's not even my preference uh, I prefer the orange the true orange warm light that really mimics uh, like a an open flame or like an oil lantern or a candle all right first of all of these these are all cylindrical that I'm showing off now and large they're about the size of a bottle of water of like a 16 ounce bottle of water so for the those folks watching I'm holding up right now several of these lamps and I'm holding up a 16 ounce bottle of you know plastic bottle of water like you buy from the Piggly Wiggly and uh, it, they're all about the same size as that. These are actually my favorite currently, and I'll tell you why. Because, well, before we get into that, let me show you the two that are not my favorite. What I'm talking about is these shapes. This shape is my favorite. But I've got two here, they're looking very futuristic. Uh, let me turn on the one that's cylindrical. Let me turn on the other one that's cylindrical. Whoops, okay turn that light down a little bit hopefully you guys can see my complaint here with these two you don't have the proper orange light uh, this one doesn't put off a whole lot of light this other smaller one does put off more light but again the diffuser is crap you can see the diodes right through the diffuser and in this one it's got these 
three pedals that slide down and then you got your hanger there in the middle what I don't like about that is that there's nothing in the center there uh, preventing those pedals or those panels from getting ripped off so there's nothing in there that's a really stupid design flaw in my opinion you folks watching here, here's the way it looks got the pedals or these panels that flip down alright but when they're flipped up there's nothing in the center there so that will not take much abuse you, you would rip that right off um, and looking upon this thing I thought well that's just the dumbest design I've ever seen you know at first glance you think that's very cool but the reason why it's stupid is because why couldn't they incorporate that into this bottom half why couldn't they incorporate these into this bottom half so yes it'd be a little bit thicker but look how big it would be four inches four inches all of the power is down here in this why can't you have these things flipping up from this from here you see from this bottom half now you cut all of that off of the lamp or the lantern and you're carrying this really compactable portable light that does the same thing and when they're folded down they have the support of the main body of this light supporting the flaps or the 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 pedals or the panels whatever you want to call them so I don't know maybe I should be working for some of these companies because that that's just an idiotic design to me that is an idiotic design when you could incorporate these panels down into this bottom portion of the lamp where all the power goes and everything is stored and have the same lamp how hard would that be it wouldn't be hard at all so yes it's interesting it's nice uh, but it's stupid at the same time and there you go there's your USB-C uh, your regular USB port there for recharging you turn on the light here there's your flashlight click it again there are your panels all right turn those off this one here which is much thicker than the one I just got done showing off has a very unique feature the very unique feature is this the diffused plastic part where the light shines from twists off and inside of there you see what you got there you've got this string of lights and this is very interesting I, I'm not very fond of this light but I am fond of the idea so this string lights come out and let me show you this there's a, it's 30 feet it's 30 feet of string lights so like Christmas lights but but white lights and they're all wrapped around the inside of this lantern slash flashlight so imagine that you're in camp at night you're using this as a lantern you're using it as a flashlight because it has a flashlight there at the bottom let me turn that on uh, there you go there's the flashlight there at the bottom that's a nifty feature right got the lantern and then you've got these string lights which are just stored inside underneath the uh, the plastic diffuser compartment 
And now imagine that you're around camp and you just want to string these lights around your camp. 30 feet of st string lights. Fantastic idea. All right, so now you turn the lantern off and now you, you open up here on the side the charging port. You've got the USB connector here. Slide that into the, the lantern. The button is actually on the USB plug that goes into the lantern there. And we turn that on. We cycle through. Isn't that awesome? Think about having this thing draped over tree branches all around your camp how wonderful that would look and and these are this these string lights are the really beautiful orange like candle imitating light so what a nice ambiance this would create now what I really love about this is that this is not my favorite lantern and yet I don't need this lantern to use the string lights that come with it I can use any lantern. I, I don't even need a lantern. I can just use a battery pack. So let's take this battery pack here, plug it into my battery pack. There you go. Isn't that awesome? So you can still use this thing, even if, even if the lamp is not your favorite. The string lights, you can roll those up, put them in a pouch, take them out into the woods with you, and then you can connect those to the lamp you do decide to take or any power bank and I mean you could just wrap that around half of your camp and have this beautiful ambiance around camp It'd be wonderful especially you know if you don't feel like getting a fire started or if it's just been raining for six days and you know that you could get a fire started it'd just be too much work or more work than you're interested in putting in into it so that, that lamp I'll tell you not my favorite lamp, but I love the innovation of that thing. Now, we've finally reached the moment of truth. My two favorite lamps, and they're actually the exact same lamp. It's this one right here. These two lamps are phenomenal. They have a flashlight. It, it is a lantern. It has uh, everything you want. It's it is a little bit big on the bigger side, but nowhere close to that first one I showed you in Zoll. You know, the, the huge industrial quote-unquote lantern which had all the bells and whistles and everything. It's very simple, this new lantern that I'm showing everybody. If you compare this one to one of the oil lanterns, and remember how, much, how bulky and difficult that I described that thing being carrying around, you have to empty out the fuel every day and carry it in a separate bottle and everything like that. This is, uh, it's about half the size. And it does have these panels that fold out. Now, I don't foresee myself ever using this feature of the fold-out pedals or the fold-out panels that have lights built into them. I, I like it just the way it is closed up like that. I like that form factor. I like everything about this. You press the button once. You know what the very first light that comes on is? You guessed it. It's a, it's a light that is so orange and warm that I swear to you, I've had this thing sitting around. And the effect of it, the, the, the way it mimics 
a natural flame, the natural light off of a flame so well. I've caught myself taking care around this lantern as if I'm going to burn something. Or, you know, if I knock it down, I'll start a fire. My brain has actually interpreted the light that way, which is exactly what I love. What a beautiful, orange, warm, natural light these things put off. The knob at the top, there's also a power reading up here. There's four dots that form the power reading. The knob at the top, you twist it, and you can get that thing as light as you want. Folks watching on the camera can see that is a beautiful, beautiful orange light that really, really closely mimics your natural oil lanterns, candles, those sorts of things. Now, it doesn't only have the orange light. You click it again there, you get the, the obnoxious white light, which is just jarring and unnatural. Click it again, you get like a... I think of this as like a daylight light. It, it really does not, not look like daylight coming in through your tent. I think that's what they were going through, going for when they incorporated that in there. You got a red SOS light and then back to the orange light. Beautiful. Now on the lowest setting here, I used it four nights in a row. And do you know what the power indicator? Do you know how far it dropped? Running this thing all night long while I'm sleeping, waking up in the morning and turning it off, I ran it four nights in a row. It dropped one power indicator. So remember, for you folks just listening, I said there's four power indicator lights. It dropped one power indicator. After four nights of continuous use all night long on the lowest setting. And the lowest setting is not is not that dim. I could carry this out in the woods for 10 days. Easy. Run it all night long, every night, and still have power left over at the end of it. In fact, I think I did the math. Since it has four power indicators, and I run it all night long for as long as I did, and it only dropped one power indicator, uh, I think according to the math that I worked out before, this thing could potentially run like I could potentially use it like that for 20 nights straight without ever having to give it give it a charge how can you beat that um, let me turn this off those of you who are watching might see a, a character flaw to this lantern and it's the button on the top so when you're transporting this thing imagine that you toss this thing into your backpack What's the first thing that's going to happen? Something's going to bump that button in it, and it's going to turn your lantern on. And so then you're going to get to camp, and you're going to realize, oh my gosh, I've been hiking for 12 hours today, and my lantern has been on inside my backpack this whole time. So definitely that is a design flaw. It is definitely a design flaw. I will not argue that at all. But I've come up with a workaround for it. And so now I'm showing off another lantern. It's the exact same lantern my DIY solution to that button being exposed problem is that I cut the top off of a milk jug <laughs> and in fact those of you watching doesn't that look like a milk jug to you if you're here in the States if you're here in the United States 
you're used to seeing your milk jugs look exactly like this, aren't you? Now look at this. Turn that on. I can manipulate the light. I can roll it, change the brightness of it. I can see through the plastic and see how many power indicators are on there. But then I can cap this thing and protect that button. So I can carry that in my backpack. I can travel 100,000 miles and never have to worry about it the button being activated and me losing half of my power. Now, remember what I said at the beginning of this. All of these also serve as not just rechargeable lanterns, but they serve as power banks. So if you needed it to recharge, you know, your headlamp or your phone or anything like that, it's got that capability. Um, as far as this gray one here, <laughs> which has the, the top button exposed I have a solution for that so here's another solution I come up with I reckon that I'd just show you guys right now instead of using a milk jug uh, another option is a spice kit you get these spice lids that they they pop open like that and what I've done is I've hollowed that out I took some clippers and I cut that out right there you see it's just it's just the lid to a spice kit and what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna super glue that right there on top of that and that'll be my DIY solution to that let's see where the lights are okay there's the lights so we're gonna want to put that thing right like that I've got some super glue here let's do this dot 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 we just do some super glue around the edge there probably going to get it on my fingers won't be able to pick my nose for another hour or two that's all right then there we go put this on there and we'll hold it there for a second can you see that so we'll just leave that there and now anytime I want to use that with the spice cap on there I can just pop the cap open and access the power button and all that ladies and gentlemen don't know how this is going to turn out but i hope you guys have enjoyed it i hope you'll subscribe to the practical woodsman channel you have a chance right now don't forget to do it subscribe please like when you like my channel it doesn't only benefit me because the algorithm from then on will say hey the person is interested in things like this i'm going to recommend more things like this to them so it's doing you a favor, it's doing me a favor. Please hit like, hit subscribe, turn on the notification bell, and uh, I'll see you guys real soon. Thanks for joining me this week.